0: Welcome to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Barham, and I'm an entrepreneur, traveler, thinker, and creative on a mission to help you discover and lean deeper into your purpose. Here, we'll have inspiring conversations over topics like business, spirituality, personal development, mindset and manifestation, and how to live on purpose. My goal with this podcast is to help you connect with the answers already inside of you and expand your vision of who you truly are and who you're meant to be. I'm so grateful you're here, and I can't wait to set off in the Pursuit of Purpose together. Now let's jump in. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I feel like it has been so long since I've gotten to sit here with you, so uh, I'm so excited to be back in this episode. And honestly, if I do say so myself, this is one of my favorite episodes I've recorded to date. Uh, Today is super special on the pod because I have on a guest who is absolutely going to blow your mind about how to shift your identity, hack your subconscious, and really become the person on the path you've always dreamed So our guest for today, her name is Kelsey Akers, and she is one of the biggest blessings I've had in the last year of getting to know her. Uh, We both met through a course we took about a year ago, and since then, she has just gone on to completely change her whole reality quitting her decade-long nine-to-five corporate job, and stepping into her calling of building a business as a mindset coach to really help people live out life as their own true selves. We get into talking all about intuition and how to hear those nudges from the universe, the process for reforming our identities, and we even get into the nitty-gritty of understanding the conscious versus subconscious mind and how to rewire the beliefs we've had for our whole lifetime. There's so much good stuff in this episode, and I know you're going to be impacted by it. So I can't wait for you to listen. You better believe that there's going to be a part two coming sometime soon in the future too, because we just had so much to chat about. So if you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and go and give myself a follow over on Instagram at I am Melissa K. so you don't miss the next one when we drop it and also be sure to connect with Kelsey on all the platforms she lives on as well. All of her deets are going to be in the show notes for you to click on so you can find them there. Okay, I'm going to shut up. I'm so excited. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, well, everybody! I want to welcome you guys back to the podcast today. I am so, so, so excited to have my friend Kelsey here, which I actually don't know perfectly how to pronounce your last name. Is it eight Acres or
1: it's Acres, like the measurement?
0: Perfect. Okay. Um. Sorry i should I should have known that about Kelsey, okay. but I feel like I feel like people in names all the time. You know. I
1: get um. A lot. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm I can like, see no, that. It's the measurement. Come on
0: um so Kelsey Acres here um a great friend of mine from a program that we first met in oh my god was it last year or the year before that it was
1: last year. February of 2021
0: yes okay so me and Kelsey met back way back I guess this is a year ago um we're both from Canada. She's from Vancouver. Um, I am from Calgary and, uh, we met doing this program that we signed up, uh, under, you guys might've heard of her before. Her name's Catherine Zinkina. She runs a company called Manifestation Babe, and she had this program called MBA. And, um, we met back then, um, we were both doing the program for the first round that it was created for, which was super exciting. And we got matched up in an accountability group. Well, and we didn't
1: just get matched up. We chose each other. Cause I remember we true. got added to this Facebook community where we were prompted to like, make a post where it was like hi my name is this yeah, and this yeah, is why yeah, I'm yeah. here and I don't even remember what each of us posted but I do remember seeing you and being like oh I need to be friends with her like I need <laughs> That's to That's what I said about you. <laughs> yeah, we were told we were told to form a sort of accountability group because it was like a self-led program. So, I saw you and I was like yeah, I I want to be in her accountability group, right? That's where it all started. And we ended up getting together with a group of about five gals. But yeah, we really Mm. hit it off. So that was super fun.
0: Yes. It's funny that you say that too, because I remember seeing you had a picture of you in Vietnam. And I saw that and I was like, I need to talk to this girl. I don't know. I
1: I think that's what we bonded over first was our love for travel. Because obviously, what do you do when you see someone, you go look at their Instagram. And I was like, wow, we're like the same person right now.
0: just different provinces so that was that was the start of us and we just really jelled over like similar um stuff and each other similar interests and since then have gotten to watch each other really grow I've gotten to watch Kelsey grow her whole business so I wanted to bring her on the podcast to tell all about that journey really that she had from I guess when we met and like following kind of a path that was more in alignment with you and everything that you've done since then so I will shut up for a second and I will (laughs) let you introduce yourself um you know for those who don't know you've never heard your name before um I'd love for you to just tell them a little bit about yourself you know what you do the work you do and just about yourself in general
1: Well, yeah. And I want to reciprocate also. It's been so amazing to watch you start your podcast because that was something that we talked about many, many months ago, probably about a year ago. I think that was one of the first things you said. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while, but I don't know. Right. So it's been so amazing for both of us to just watch each other do more of what feels. Yeah basically an alignment for us, right? Pursuit mm-hmm. of purpose, that's what it's called.
0: There we go.
1: <laughs> so yes, I as you know already, I'm I'm Kelsey Akers, and I live in Vancouver, British Columbia and I am a certified mindset coach, neurolinguistic programming practitioner and hypnotherapist. I know that is a huge mouthful and that is why we don't have a business card. <laughs> 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 so I got certified in all of those June of 2021, and have now been running my own business as a mindset coach and practitioner since September of 2021. And really, it has just been so wild and fun and many, many words to describe it you could use. But yeah, lots of growing pains, but it has just been such a fantastic experience to kind of navigate doing what I actually want to do without... Having to report to someone, having to live by, you know, a standard that I always saw growing up around me. Um, so kind of blazing my own trail in mm-hmm. a way, which is pretty cool. But that is definitely not what I always did. I worked for the municipality that I grew up in for 10 years, which is so wild. It was <laughs> right, 15 to 25. But I in that time I bounced all around. Like I started teaching skating lessons worked for the bylaw department, spent five years working at the animal shelter, which I love dearly. But that's when I was kind of like, okay, I can't just do this forever and not go to school. So while working there, I went to post-secondary and got a diploma in marketing, specifically tourism, because like we mentioned at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this podcast, I like to travel. So I was like, well, that makes sense. I'll just go to school for like something in the travel realm. And I'm a very academic person. So went into it, got amazing grades, good practicum, was the president of a club and was just always told by faculty and other people in the industry how amazing I would be in the industry. So of course I was like, yeah, obviously that's awesome. And I actually got a job at a very luxurious hotel in Vancouver and was immediately like, huh, this ain't it? Like, this is not what I want to do. So definitely realized very quickly that I wanted to be the one staying at the hotel and going to the spa and using all of the amenities and exploring instead of being the one facilitating all of that. So I quit that very promptly. I think I was there for all of five weeks
0: Wow! (laughs) and
1: yeah. And then I just kept working, you know, with the animals, with the dogs, but then followed that passion. I went on a trip to Europe with my sister And then spent three months backpacking Southeast Asia with my boyfriend, which all took place in 2019, impeccable timing, pre-pandemic. But then when I came back, I was like, okay, I need to get a job, right? Everyone's like, you got to get a big girl job. By that time, I think I was like 23, something like that. Um, So I ended up in more of a corporate role in the communications department as the digital communications coordinator. coordinator. (laughs) And then... I came back and ended up in more of a corporate role in the communications department for that same municipality as the digital communications coordinator. So everything for social media, it was a bit tied to tourism and that's why I ended up falling into that role. And while that job was great and I'm very grateful it kept me safely employed and working at home through the pandemic, that was when I was really like, wow, I need to figure something else out for my life because again, this ain't it. This is Mm -hmm. not what I wanna do forever. But it was really hard because I had gone through all these years of schooling being told I was going to be like such a leader in this industry and yeah. do so well that I was like, am I just throwing this all away because because of what, right? Because mm-hmm, I'm not that mm-hmm. interested in it. I didn't have anyone else who I could kind of compare to. Like all of my friends were in roles and they're like, I love that we're in the industry. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I can't relate to you. Like it was, it was really hard. And so really it ended up just being by chance, a podcast I randomly clicked on. I think I was like driving to my cabin one summer or or that summer, right? In 2020. So the person who was a guest on that podcast was, who is now my past teacher and person who certified me. And Basically, she was just being interviewed on her certification program that she created. And she was speaking about coaching and NLP and hypnotherapy and how you can do that as a career. And I was just like, huh, I need to look into this more. This sounds really interesting. And I just felt like such a strong and intuitive drive to do so. So I followed that. And I like when I tell you, I read that website top to bottom and like all of her posts top to bottom to just like get such a strong grasp of what it was, like I did that. <laughs> and I really, <laughs> I toyed with the idea of, you know, pursuing that for a long time, but was so scared because, again, spent all this money, all this time, all this effort into going on this completely different career path that I always thought I would just end up in and, and love, right? When mm-hmm. you're a kid, you're always taught like, go to school, like choose what you want to do and then like work in that. And, you know, I just felt so uncomfortable not doing that because that was such an ingrained thing. And it wasn't so much like my parents because they always were like, just follow what you love. They were so supportive. But I think it was just everyone around me doing that that really intimidated me to do anything outside of that, you know?
0: Well, I think, like, I think we're very similar in this, that, like, and I didn't know that about you of when you were going through school, like, that you were, like, the high achiever, I'm not going to go, like, president of XYZ, like, I was valedictorian in my school, and I think that even if your parents are supportive of you, the conditioning that happens yeah always the top, like, not school marks, but just hitting the mark as, like, a figure of speech, it makes you set up where it's, like, you have almost, like, this very minimal, Um, area of failure I guess or that you can like
1: well it's it's pressure right because you're like well I'm good at everything I have to be good at this right and odds are we're not gonna be good at everything exactly people also expect that so you don't want to let them down it creates this whole construct in your mind that you feel so like trapped by sometimes yes
0: yeah it's for sure and I think that that's like When, when, I mean, we'll get into talking about the subconscious or whatever, but I know for me, and I'm I'm assuming it's the same for you of like, when having to do all that stuff during the program that we shared of like rewiring things, a lot of the things that I had to rewire were like, okay, well, I believe this about my life or about what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Where's that coming from? And oftentimes I was like, I don't know, like from growing up.
1: Well, because it's unconscious, Mm -hmm. right? It's so unconscious, but yeah, yeah, we will absolutely get into all of that. But yeah, after hearing about this this possibility, right? I toyed with the idea for a long time, and finally, like, I think it was November-ish when lockdown like really hit here in Vancouver. I was like, okay, one, I have the money to invest in this. I want to do it, and two, like, I can see myself doing this as a job, even though it scares the shit out of me. Right? It was very uncomfortable to be interested in something different. And also it gets dark at 4.30 PM and we aren't allowed to go anywhere or see anyone outside of our household. So that's kind of the perfect time for me to do this. And I finally pulled the trigger and I did it. And I remember like every day just being so excited for 5 PM to hit so I could wrap up my communications job and dive into the certification for the rest of the evening because it was just I learned so much. I transformed completely like as a person just by learning this stuff, not even having it, you know, done with me just by reading about these concepts and understanding how your mind works and how it can change just completely changed everything for me. It was so amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, I love seeing that because it's like, I feel like that's a story that like in a journey that so many people, myself included, like, I mean, I always love talking to you about it, but like that can relate to, especially graduating and f- being in this position. And that's really like why I have such a drive for even this podcast and this theme of like, I feel like we all have this sort of journey where, where we're trying to decipher those moments that you said there We're like, mm, this just isn't it. Or, oh yes, this is it. Like it's extra work, but I'm so excited to do it. And like following that like meter. And that it's just, you don't really know that's our intuition. Right. But totally. understanding actually how to start listening to it. So one of the questions that came to my mind, as you were talking through that was like, you mentioned even, um, doing your program, you mentioned when you were got hired at the hotel and those instances where you were like, mm, not it, or, um, okay. I think I can really do that. Like that sparked yeah. something in me. What was that? Is that, kind of sense with your intuition something that you always had was it something you had to grow like what does it feel like for you to know where you're being led
1: yeah that's such an interesting question because I I don't even know when that even started for me like there's all these different types of intuition right like sometimes you hear messages sometimes you see a picture or just Mm -hmm. like have a knowing or a feeling and for me that's clairsentience. Like I have that feeling of intuition where if I go into something and it's good, I know it's good because I can feel that and vice versa. If it's bad, it's like a quick, like, get me out of here. This is not right. So I'm sorry. I don't even know how to answer that question because it's, I guess it's something that just did develop. And perhaps when I you know started listening to it with the start of this, you know, program and and going through school and just having that kind of ick feeling about some things and quite the opposite feeling about other things. Perhaps that is when I started to actually listen to it and mm-hmm. that I suppose built a sense of trust with my intuition cuz the more you listen to it and the more you're guided by it, they're like, "Oh, she's listening." like let's yes. do some more. Let's make it yes. stronger, right? Like we're getting more in tune. There's a sense of trust with it. So I definitely think that's when it started to change. Right.
0: Yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing to talk about. And I think especially for those who have they're like what the heck is intuition? What are these woo-woo people talking about? Like yeah. it, it's it's a mainstream thing now. People talking about like our higher self and like being in alignment with all of that. And I think breaking it down maybe for like me my head always goes logical first and I'm like how why like how does that work and what does that feel like um I think it's it's just interesting to talk to people and like hear from them what that kind of guidance looks like feels like sounds like yeah
1: and I Um, you know it's funny I used to call it my spidey sense yeah because you're like nope, oh, something's not right. I got a spidey sense. like, <laughs> and, and it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I got this message from my intuition. Like if you have like, if you get goosebumps because of something, whether it be good or bad, that's a sign, right? You know, mm-hmm. everyone refers to like, oh, listen to your gut. You'll get a gut feeling. That's intuition, right? Yeah. It's not this, again, like you said, it's not this woo-woo thing or it doesn't have to be because absolutely sometimes it can be. Mm-hmm. But I think to, to get it down to a level where a lot of people can relate to it is the gut feeling, right? And yeah. relating that to intuition, because that is what it is.
0: Yeah. And I think going with if people have if those listening, like you've never really tried actively listening to your intuition, go with the saying that you've always heard of, like, go with your gut. But I yeah. even then like human design, like we all have a different way that we feel that like mine is feeling I don't know what do you know yeah, what yours is as well Yours is feeling sure. as well, but there's like taste there's smell, there's inner vision, outer vision. So there's all yeah. these different things that like we have a different way of knowing. Um, so look that up if, if you guys are curious, but, um, so for you, uh, like in this moment of shift where, I mean, you, you saw this program or you listened to this podcast and you've got that idea. Did you have a moment there for yourself where you were like, boom, I know that that's it. Or was it just like, Hmm, that just, like spiked an in interest I'm going to follow that along and see sort of like what happens with that because I feel like the shift from going okay I work a corporate job yeah. this is what I've been bred bred and grown up to do I'm now going to change that that's a massive shift it was and-
1: terrifying it was a really really hard period of time for me because I was completely changing my identity And completely doing a 180 from the Kelsey that every single person in my life knew up until this point. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I think for me, you know, I mentioned I was an academic person, like my work and my performance was very much a part of who I was. Right. And that's a lot Mm -hmm. of, or at least in my mind, like the value that I brought to who I was and my relationships and just like being an interesting person. I always had something to talk about as far as work and school because I was such a high achiever. And now I'm like, what do I even say? Like, I'm going to go into a conversation and be like, so this isn't who I am anymore. This is this completely out of left field thing that I'm pursuing now that you probably know nothing about because, right, this Mm -hmm. is this is not a well-known industry. And not only that, but it's not a very well understood industry. I remember looking at the certification and seeing the word life coach and I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Like what? No. <laughs> like it just, there's such a weird connotation with life coach and maybe subconsciously that's why I have chosen to go by mindset coach instead. But I just remember being like honestly triggered by that. Like I don't want that to be who I am. I don't want to be seen as that. Yeah. No, I can relate
0: to that so much.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think also as young women, we are very much trained to focus on how we are perceived Mm -hmm. and put a lot of weight into how we are perceived by others instead of how we perceive and feel about ourselves. And that is a huge learning curve that I had to go through with a lot of tears, a lot of stress, a lot of uncertainty. Because I was like, "Who am I? Yeah. you know i've I'm losing the person that I thought I was and that everyone else knew, and so well, yeah, the yeah. identity shift was really hard.
0: well, it's not saying that people say like if you want a new life, you have to give up your old one, and I feel yeah. like that's the same for identity of like if this identity that that you have of, of a dream for yourself isn't the one that you are today you there there's no reconciliation really between them. there's no like let's meet in the middle, you have to." forfeit and like want to transform to that enough but that comes with all of that dare I say it's not baggage but like all of those hurdles and like struggles and that release
1: yeah and and that's another thing because I didn't want to let my whole life go Mm -hmm. because I had a great life like I had a beautiful upbringing amazing family amazing friends and boyfriend like I was doing really well so I'm like I don't want to change everything Mm -hmm. I just want to change my career but again when I have viewed my career as, like, such a strong piece of who I am, it felt so much heavier than it actually was now looking back at it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think people don't realize, if they've never had to make a big shift in their life, they don't realize how much of what's there currently in your life you actually have as part of your identity, and, mm-hmm. like, this is all that subconscious stuff, right, exactly. and all, all those layers, but, like, You know, the fact, for example, this is going to be the dumbest example ever, but like I've started to, I've started to like, maybe you can analyze this one for me, Kelsey. Um, Let's do it. I've started to like color. Like I've started to like, like reds and yellows and like warm colors, but in my head I had resistance ever to buying them because I'm like, I wear blue. our muted stuff
1: yeah yeah
0: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm just classic like I just black and blue and if I wear color I'm gonna be obnoxious and it's like that's the Mm. dumbest shit ever I wanted a yellow hat so buy the yellow hat but I had like a visceral like "Ah, can I wear yellow is that weird will people be like why are you wearing yellow
1: yeah so that that totally checks out and like it's clear that you are a visual person as well as (laughs) as being a kinesthetic person like into your feelings but, like, that totally makes sense because as humans, we attach meaning to literally everything. So, it's very likely that earlier in your life, like maybe even in elementary school, maybe someone in your class wore yellow and someone was like, you look stupid. Or maybe, maybe you had heard on TV, like, I don't know if you watched family channel, but that was my shit when I was a kid. And maybe on Dak and Cody, they were like, Oh my God, she's wearing red. Like she's so obnoxious. And Mm -hmm. where that is just like a second of time in the entirety of your life, you value, you don't want to be seen as stupid. You don't want to be seen as obnoxious or silly. So somewhere in your subconscious mind, that was stored as something that you couldn't do because yeah. you cared about how you were perceived, which, again, that's not a bad thing. We all do it. It's just about how much control we let it have over us. Because now, if you're like, I want the yellow hat, that clearly has control over you in your adult life, right? Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. So it's not a silly example. It actually is a fantastic metaphor for like how we were, you know, programmed and lived as children completely shows up in our adult life.
0: Yeah. And like I was bringing it up for the sense of like talking about change. And it's like you, a lot of the times I think we just are like, okay, sure, I'll just shift. Like for your, for your example, like, that's what I want to do. I'll just shift careers, but we don't realize how much that's going to draw up. And if you don't have the skill set to like identify it and then work through mm-hmm. it, you're just going to be like, Oh no, I actually just don't want to do it anymore. Where like it's actually all the subconscious blocks that are pushing you backwards to yeah, stay comfortable.
1: Absolutely. So that kind of leads you into something I call like the scale of change or the scale of transformation, whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of like, when you're talking about switching your career or not even so much career, but just doing something different than you always have, you can say like, oh, well just do it. Take this action, do this thing and you'll get the result. When really you have to change on an identity level. You have to change Mm -hmm. your beliefs and your values and what you know and do. And when you work on that level of your identity and how you show up, taking the action just happens naturally. It's not so forced.
0: Yeah, it's that becoming first. Like, yeah, uh, And exactly. then you're the person that does that thing.
1: Exactly. And like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, just shift your identity. Like, <laughs> it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It takes a lot of work. And like, I am a perfect example of that. Like, it takes work and effort, but it's completely possible. Mm-hmm, completely mm-hmm. possible.
0: So for you in your change that you made, and I'm, I'm sure there's not just like one But what is one of the major, I'll go with blocks as a word, but what's one of the major like blockages that you had that came up that you, that was like left field. You didn't, Like, you didn't know where it was coming from, but it really, like, it was a struggle for you in that change you had to make.
1: Just really how others would think of me and how they, like, I was always like, oh, what if I show up in this way and, like, they talk to someone else about it and say, oh, she's so stupid. She's trying to be a life coach or whatever. Like, any Mm -hmm. of those things, right? But it was always about what other people were saying about me when I couldn't hear them. That was something that I let have a lot of control over me. And it's funny how we talk about, like, the yellow hat and that could... Could be stemming back from your childhood. Like, I was really bullied in grade one and two, especially. And I was always like, Am I good enough? What do they think about me? Like, trying to fit into this box where I wasn't bullied for like one day. And so I think the fact that I let other girls, like, it's so funny now, they were like seven year old girls, but the fact (laughs) that I let them dictate like my daily happiness and like, valued how they felt about me over anything else completely translated into how this was showing up for me and when I realized that I was like holy shit those little seven-year-olds like how dare you <laughs> you're you're impacting me in my 20s what the heck right so I think that was the biggest thing for me was like what are other people going to think I valued mm-hmm. that more than feeling good about what I was doing as a career in myself
0: yeah I I mean I, I feel like so many of us can relate to that I absolutely definitely can. like it, it's for not in a bullying scenario but like for myself um I and again this can be a self-perception thing again how we think that someone else is looking at us but like yeah I can remember when I was younger of like I've always been confident I've always been like loud isn't the right word but like direct um like big in terms of my personality and as six seven eight everyone else wasn't and so it was like my personality was already developed and like Mm -hmm. I was sure of who I was even at as anyone can be at, at eight um but that because I was so like forward and other people weren't I didn't have friends like people mm. rejected me for being large, um, in life, not, in- totally. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, large as a person. And, um, so I've done everything I can to make myself be just at the top of like where everyone else is comfortable and never bigger than that. Yeah. And it's so funny to like, see that now of like wanting to make change even in my own life and like act bigger, or take bolder steps and then self-sabotaging that. Cause I'm like, well, I can't be, cause if I do that, I want to friends. It's exactly. so wild.
1: Exactly. Like. Everything that happens when we're a kid is completely mirrored in some way, shape or form in our adult life. Like that is kind of the premise of why people struggle is because Mm -hmm. of what they went through as a child, because your subconscious mind is being constantly programmed by the time you're born until the age of seven. You don't have a conscious mind before that. So you're like a sponge to everything. You can't say like, oh, that's not true. You don't question much, right? Mm -hmm. What you see, hear, and experience is like, this is how the world works. This is 100% truth. And then after that, it it runs your life.
0: Yeah, without you knowing.
1: Without you knowing, exactly. (laughs) And you were being programmed for those seven years without you knowing that either. There's so many things that we're just not aware of and what really grinds my gears is that we're not taught about it. Like yeah. how incredible would it be if like in elementary school or middle school, we were taught about how to control our minds and how to change our perception and like how we were programmed. Like that would change the world. It would change the world, literally. Yeah. For maybe sure. We'll get, maybe we'll get there one day. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll teach that. <laughs> we'll teach <switch> the class. <laughs> Mel and Cal, you're your special teachers today.
0: Freaking <laughs> love it. Let's do it. Um, you know, I I think, though, as well, like, one of the, the key things with all this is, like, you know, I felt this change. You felt this change. So many other people have. But what's the common denominator through everyone we, you know, in our circles that have, like, gone through this type of work is that they had to choose to. They chose to make change, I think. You don't just stumble upon this shit, I think, like. If you're not actively trying to move towards something, I think your ego is always just gonna like pull you away from it because it's a Yeah, you're just to gonna stay it.
1: the same, right? You're yeah. just gonna stay with what you've always known, stay within your comfort zone. And to be completely honest, I think we all would, and I hate to say this, but I think it's because of social media and how much people share about what they're going through and how readily available that information is that finally we don't just, you know, go to school, go to work, come home and spend the time with like the same people. We have such a greater world to dive into through our phones and computers Mm -hmm. where how just someone else's comfort zone is that we see online is so different from ours. So we're like, hold on a second, like that's different. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you see someone who is jumping out of their comfort zone and, you know, changing their life and then you go, oh, well, does that mean I could do that for me? Whereas if you didn't see that, if you just spent all of your time with the same coworkers, the same peers and the same family members, you wouldn't even know that was possible for you. You would just stay in the same. It's, It's crazy to think about.
0: Like, so the, what social media has done, I think, um, and, and my, my former coach used this word all the time of expanders, it's it's created a whole world and universe of expanders for each other where we can actually see that the truth and the concept there that every reality is possible. Like, exactly. if someone somewhere has whatever it is you were dreaming of, I it's don't proof. care what it is. If it's the president of the United States, like, it's still proof that someone can become that.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, if 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 you want to turn blue... Like there's no example of that out there probably. So like, that's probably not possible, but everything else is. And for the generations that that are before us, I think that that's why also there's such a shift isn't the word, but like barrier even to of our generation, the like nineties and on that grew up like as kids up with, with this digital world of us going, Oh, well, we have like a million possibilities. Oh, I'll just throw my education out the window and do this instead. And we are contesting all the time with a generation that doesn't see the value in that totally. or the possibility in that. Yeah,
1: it's it's totally the possibility, right? Cause like yeah. if you if you see someone on Instagram or TikTok that did that, right, share you share your experience a lot of the time on social media. Again, it's just further proof. Like if they can do it, I can do it too. And mm-hmm. obviously it's not just that easy. Like you have your own like programs and conditioning to, you know, overcome if it doesn't align with doing whatever result you want. But it is proof that it is possible, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and for your own like experience going through that and in seeing what else is possible out there for you and around you, um, and thinking of like that big block that you had um, that you talked about already. What for you are the steps that you had to take? Like for people listening, going, okay, what well, what'd you do about that? Like how did you actually overcome that to go, no, this is something I could pursue and actually take the inspired action to make it happen?
1: Well, I'll be honest, it took a lot longer than I would have liked. And if I were to redo it now, I would completely know all of the steps to take. But I was kind of just like being my own guinea pig at that point. And really, like the certification program I took to become a mindset coach and and practitioner, it was like you were studying and training for this certification with a whole bunch of other people and it was so incredible because we we had to practice right we had to Mm -hmm. practice these techniques and modalities so we practiced on each other so not only was I getting a certification to do this with other folks as clients I was getting it all done to myself as well so I was getting like free coaching and free NLP (laughs) techniques on me as I went through this process so that I think was like really, really beneficial because I, I could, you know, go through this process and be like, okay, this is a big block coming up. Like, I don't feel like I'm good enough for this or, you know, I have a lot of fear coming up or this is really triggering me. And from there I could be like, okay, I have a call with all of these amazing other people in the program. This is what I'm going to bring to the call is something I want to work on. And then I had someone do techniques with me and help me overcome that. And and not only that, but also just going through the certification and learning how the mind works, I could start to piece together why, like the why behind I like those feelings and that mm. stuckness and those blocks. So I kind of like analyzed myself, which was interesting and something i had never done before obviously not many of us do but it really helped to understand where it was coming from like i mentioned like going back to being bullied when i was little like Mm -hmm. i have lots of experiences where i can completely trace them to how it showed up when i was making this transition in my life right so Instances where I didn't feel good enough or not worthy of something or like I didn't deserve something, right? Like those compound in our minds and our bodies and show up in many different ways, unfortunately, until we do something about it. And so going through that process, having the techniques done on me, analyzing the shit out of myself, I also built this idea of the life I wanted to live as this coach and practitioner in my mind so vividly that it started to become if I don't do this, if I don't make this transition and if I don't show up in this way, I am losing out on so much possibility and potential for myself and it's just too painful.
0: Mm Right?
1: Right. Yeah, like so, make the
0: dream so big that you can't, exactly, you can't ignore them anymore. Exactly, right?
1: It's, it's not so much like, okay, I'm Kelsey and I want to switch my career and be a mindset coach and NLP practitioner. It's I am an NLP practitioner and mindset coach, and because of that – I have the ability to create my own schedule and change people's lives and they're going to have like a domino or butterfly impact on their family and their Mm -hmm. friends and that's going to uplift them and it's also going to give me money. Let's be honest, we all work for money, right? And what can I do with that money? And if I have more money, I'm going to be able to spend it on things that bring me joy and bring my family joy and make donations that impact other people and just putting together this huge why and purpose behind it was like so much motivation so much motivation yeah to do real at that point exactly and and narrowing it down like this is this is something that we do in in mindset coaching is like for what purpose okay good good answer but that for what purpose okay mm-hmm. love that for what purpose above that so bringing it up and up and up to higher levels and like I don't know how many times I've thought this to myself, said it, wrote it out, but like I deserve to live a life like overflowing with joy, excitement, freedom, happiness, love. Yes. And so does everyone friggin' else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But no amen. one's
1: taught that. So if I can get over my own shit and show up in that way, Maybe that inspires someone else. Maybe that inspires like five other people and we all show up in this way and like, boom, the world's changed. I don't know. That's that's very high level, but yeah. really that's what helped me because we're all taught to like, oh, well, like dim yourself down, limit your expectations. Like if you don't get your hopes too high, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, And that ends up limiting us so much. So just going into everything being like, no, I deserve to have a kick-ass life. And it's it cha- all possible. It changes things. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like, the whole system of the world is, is based on the fact that we believe in scarcity because yes. then the world works. Like, then our society yes. works, right? If we all realize the actual aspect that, no, you know, everything you want is, in reality, creatable, besides being blue. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could tattoo your whole body blue, whatever. But um, that it's all possible. And, like... Mm-hmm. I I still to this day have a very hard time believing that on myself because it's so conditioned of like, but no, it still has to be small, for this reason and it is yeah I think I think what you just said there a while I know you said it in kind of like a utopian kind of oh they would make the whole world better that literally would be like that's why I care about talking about purpose so much of like what people are actually called to do what is actually you were put on this planet to do and, and whether it's like this thing or this is just the beginning of what mm-hmm. that thing is but f- actually going after those breadcrumbs because if you can don't help you figure it out yeah exactly it's gonna help you figure it out inevitably anyways and if you don't do that I'm sort of like why are you here because we're all meant to be here to be the biggest versions of ourselves that we are designed to be and then empower and make other people do the same which I Mm. love about your work because you're helping guide people more into awareness of what that's supposed to be for them
1: yeah and I love the word awareness too because that's kind of the basis of everything as far as you know like like how I mentioned analyzing myself and like how you mm-hmm. show up and kind of figuring out what you want to do. You need to be very hyper aware of yourself, not in a bad way, but in a, in a very positive and empowering and wise way. Wise is a good word for it.
0: Well, and I love Catherine all the time in MBA would be like, just question everything. Go. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Why? Mm-hmm, okay. Exactly. Why is that?
1: Exactly. And-, and the more you do that, the more you become aware of why you are the way you are, why you want yeah. the things you want. And it goes from there. And it's not in a critical
0: way. It's like, an, it's you're like a third party standing outside of your body, going, "Hmm, I shouted at somebody because they commented this. Why? Why did I? Have, why did I just instantly start going, Start shouting at them? What's under there?" And you start weirdly and kind of. <laughs> it would be weird to other people if you if you were if they were in your brain, but like you're self analyzing everything a little yeah. bit, and it's just it's wild what you uncover. Um, It
1: really is. It really, really is. And I think also questioning everything, it really helps you kind of get a grasp on like how you were raised, right? In mm -hmm. the community you were raised in, the school. Like, again, we're we're taught to believe, or not taught to believe, scientifically, we believe everything we intake before the age of seven. So when you grow up, that's still there until you question it. Like, Mm -hmm. huh, is that true? Like, how can we poke some holes in that? Like, is this necessarily the truth? Does this have to be true? Where did it come from? Exactly yeah. what you were saying. It can it can be yourself, but also just kind of the ways of the world or how society works. You can just mm-hmm. start to question it all. And the more you do that, the more it kind of falls apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It all just crumbles till you have to rebuild it all back up again.
1: In a good way. In a good way. In in a good a good way. way right? Okay,
0: everyone. <laughs> well so on this i want to kind of shift over and i want to talk about the work that you do um because the subconscious and our mind it's it's something like i mean we're not going to cover it in one oh podcast gosh. we'll do it again like, yeah <laughs> um but is that that's one of the things that i remember Catherine always saying of like i don't know if that's there's like laws of the subconscious or if there's like rules um or or, or guidelines to it but that was always one i remember of you believe everything before you're at the age of seven. So
1: yeah,
0: um, I'd love for, and probably there's probably too many to go through, but like, I'd love to talk through, I know you did that series on the subconscious. If yeah. you haven't checked it out, go to Kelsey's pages after and check out her reels. But um, I would love to dig into with listeners a little bit about like, what are some of these fundamental, either their myths or rules or whatever about our subconscious that we can become more aware of and start to unpack?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like, Like, I agree it would take forever to go through, but like, (laughs) I'll go over like the most important ones, right? So not only does your subconscious mind get formed before the age of seven, and then that shows up for the rest of your life as patterns, programs, conditioning, right? You also, like, we're we're not taught that your subconscious mind is 95% of your entire mind. Like that is the majority, right? Our conscious waking mind our analytical mind, what we use to like learn numbers and language and, you know, rationalize things. That's 5%. Like that is squat. It's so small, right? So 95% is literally the rest of your being, right? Like it runs your body. You don't have to consciously think like, take in a breath, pump blood here, take a step, blink, like inhale, like all this stuff. We don't think about, thank God, because that would be insane and we would probably combust as humans. That just wouldn't work. (laughs) So it runs your body, right? And also like all of those things in that 95% is like what you believe, all of your feelings, all of your memories, all of your triggers, right? all of your emotions, all of your values, your identity, who you are as a person. If you're spiritual, like your spiritual side in your being lives there, your soul, if that's what you believe in as well. So it's it's really the majority of our being exists in that subconscious mind, that 95%. But really through school and everything, we're just taught like, okay, remember things, memorize things, test, perform, all of that stuff, right? Mm So in between that 95% and the 5% is something called the critical faculty. And that's basically like the bodyguard of your subconscious mind, if you, if you will. <laughs> so that critical faculty is literally why things are so hard to change. That is why I had such a hard time showing up as this new identity. Because your subconscious mind and all of the things in it will always overpower your willpower, anything you, you know, just if you want to take actions, change behaviors, that's all in your conscious levels of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. Your subconscious programs and what you've always been will always win over that because of the critical faculty. So protecting the subconscious mind is this bodyguard where if information from your external environment does not align with the information in your subconscious mind, it's like, no, bye, <laughs> rejected, get out. get out of here, right, so for me, like, let's give that example of changing what I wanted to do, I'm, like, consciously, I'm, like, okay, thinking about being a mindset coach, thinking about the certification, my identity, and my beliefs in my subconscious mind, where I work for the city, I am a communications coordinator, I graduated with this, you know, these are all these mm-hmm. identity things, which carry a lot of weight, really, and, like, yeah. Challenging these beliefs. Like, I had the beliefs like, oh, you go to school and you get a job and that's what you do, right? Or you need to get a job. Yeah. Or you get a job with a pension. How many times have we all heard that, right? So, my conscious thoughts contradicted what was in my subconscious. So, it was Mm -hmm. like, don't kid yourself, Kelsey. Like, it rejected that information. So, that's when I knew I had, and thank goodness I was going through this program, I knew that I had to change on the subconscious level too. Right. Right. And the reason that we can bypass this critical faculty is through neurolinguistic programming and is through hypnotherapy. Right. We can put the bodyguard to sleep, like just spray some some sleeping (laughs) gas (laughs) through these techniques and you can actually rewire and recondition and install new programs into your subconscious mind, like in a more intentional way that aligns with the results that you want to have.
0: So for folks listening who have never heard the word NLP before, like what, so that makes sense for sure. And I think like we can picture as we've seen that image before, like, you know, the iceberg before with like the little tiny bit on the top and the huge iceberg underneath that's our subconscious. How does one then go about like if they're like, okay, I want to break down and not attack. Let's not attack the critical faculty, but like, no, it start a good skimming, thing. it's a it's good, a good thing. thing, but to start skimming some stuff, new beliefs over there. How do you go about that? What is even NLP? How does someone start to rewire and hack
1: their subconscious to what they want it to be? Yeah, like neurolinguistic programming is basically like a deep and root cause approach with tools, techniques, and modalities that work with the subconscious levels of the mind, which now after we just covered that holds a lot of weight and is very powerful in dictating your entire life, right? So you can split up into three parts of the term neuro-linguistic programming. So neuro is your nervous system and your mind, which you experience the world through via your five senses. So visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory, And then linguistic is the language and other communication we use to store experiences and give it meaning. So relating to those five senses, pictures, sounds, feelings, smells, and tastes. And then programming, this is like discovering and using the programs, patterns, and strategies we run in our mind to achieve our goals. So basically, long story short, NLP is how we use the basic language of our mind to consistently achieve the results that we actually want to see in our life instead of just repeating the same thing over and over and over again. So the first step really is just becoming aware that it is possible to change. And I think if you've listened to this podcast until this point, you will <laughs> know that there is proof of that. There, is, Like I'm proof, Mel's proof, people you see on the internet is proof. Like you can change who you are, even if it feels completely impossible speaking from experience. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> so not only the, you know, awareness that it is possible, but then again with what we've been talking about, you really need to start becoming aware of yourself, analyzing yourself and questioning yourself, right? So when you have a desire, when you have a dream or a goal, but you don't think it's possible, why? Why yeah. don't I think it's possible? What is coming up for me? What are the feelings associated with this? Where is this coming from? And nine times out of 10, my friend, it's going to be before the age of seven or it's going to be related to a significant emotional event, right? So a memory with very strong emotions tied to it. And for some people, this can be traumatic experiences. For some people, it might not be, right? But it's all about you and your unique self. You need to dive into that. So questioning everything about yourself. Why do I show up in this way? Is it what I saw from my parents? Is it what I saw from my teachers, my friends, families, caregivers? Like anything that you experienced, it could be, you know, those like constant sayings like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees or Mm -hmm. you have to work hard to get what you want, right? Like all of those things, that's not necessarily true, right? Yeah, Things can come easy you can change in some ways, right?
0: And the proof's all around. It's just
1: exactly. So analyzing yourself, if you're having a lot of problems in your romantic relationships, think about what you saw as a child with your parents or your caregivers, right? Or your grandparents, or, Mm -hmm. you know, your aunt uncle, like what type of relationships did you see? And can you see that being mirrored in your relationships? Maybe, probably, <laughs> right? How about your spending habits and how you are with money? Think about how your family grew up. Like what money situation were you in? What, re- what did you hear about money? Was yeah. it like money doesn't come easily, money makes you a bad person, like all of those things, right? People demonize money and then their kids are like scared to make money and you don't mm-hmm. see opportunities to make money or you reject them before you can even accept them, right? Right. So looking at, okay, where is the issue showing up in my life? What did I see in that area when I was a kid? So becoming aware of where it came from. And if you can't, that is okay, right? We don't always have this like sure shot. Oh yeah, that's where it came from. This all makes sense now. It's not always that easy. And that's where working with an NLP practitioner or a mindset coach can really help you because a lot of people don't ask themselves quality questions. Yes. <laughs> right? It's a lot of surface level questions because let's be honest, some deep questions make us uncomfortable.
0: That's hard. Because that's hard. it challenges
1: what we know, yeah. right? And that's kind of scary because it's like, well, if I wasn't right about this, am I wrong about everything else? And it's it's kind of a big realization that it's like, you know what? You don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, you have to have that self-compassion and grace that it's like, I don't have it all figured out and that's okay because I'm trying to figure it out and I will get there.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, so if you someone has identified and, I mean, let's say that they also know, you know, what beliefs are there and, you know, where they're even coming from, if they're able to do that as well, how does one go about rewriting them then or breaking down the ones where they debunk them and go, okay, that's absolutely not true. It's an, or that's not what I want to believe anymore. And Totally.
1: Yeah. So it, it all really comes down to how strong the program is in your mind. How, how much of a grip this, let's say negative belief has on you. And again, This is going to be different for every unique person based on their unique circumstances. So I wish I could give an answer for everyone. That would be the best. (laughs) But everyone is different and that's just how it is. So I suppose the next step would be to understand what you are gaining from believing that belief, Mm -hmm. right? So again, start to question it, right? If you have narrowed down like, okay, I don't believe I'm deserving of a good relationship, where did that come from? Okay. Maybe you understand where it came from. Then ask yourself, like, what, what are the benefits of continuing in my life with that belief? Yes. What am I gaining? Not a lot. Right. And then what are the consequences of me holding on to that belief? Yep. A lot more. And then what feelings are associated with that belief? Right. We're all taught to like, don't cry. Don't be upset. It's going to be okay. Like, that's so toxic. We end up like, it's like holding a pot lid on a boiling pot of water and not letting it out. And then all of a sudden, like, that's why when we get triggered, it's just like, it has to come out somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why Mm -hmm. we have those reactions. So allowing yourself to feel the feelings associated to that belief that is challenging you is very powerful. And if you need to like, cry let yourself cry when it comes up if you don't want anyone to see you do my tried and true trick just go have a shower (laughs) cry in the shower it's just tears and it's just water so like lots of things like move your body get upset journal it out like journaling helps you cry sometimes if you want to do breath work or you can like shake your body or do you know there's so many things on youtube you can look up like self-havening eft tapping there's tons of videos on that to release emotions tied to specific beliefs so once you start to kind of loosen those emotions tied to that belief then you can say all right if i hold on to this belief what's my life gonna look like in five years from now Mm -hmm. How about 10 years from now? How about 20 years from now? So you're really tipping the scale to being like, holy shit, if I don't change this, this is going to be detrimental to my life. But if you don't ask yourself those uncomfortable questions, it's just easy to go on living your life as is, right? If you're unaware, it just is what it is. Yes. But the thing is, once you become aware, you can't not be aware of it. It's it's like knowing something, you're like, I can't unknow this now or I can't unsee this, right? So it continues to show up until you heal from it and figure it out, which is a good thing, right? Being triggered by things is a good thing because you know there's something that needs to be healed within you, right? And it's all about investigating. So then after you do that huge polarity and you see this insane weight it holds... By continuing to believe the negative belief, you can ask yourself, like, if you're still like, okay, I see it, but I don't know if it's true. Like, I still think it's true, and I still think, you know, it runs my life. You can ask yourself, okay, when I was born, did I believe this? Like, when Mm -hmm. I came out of the womb, did I believe this? The answer's very likely going to be no. And then you can ask yourself, is this the same case for every single person in the entire universe? the entire world the answer is no so that's your proof that you're like okay this is not true it's just my perception it's just my life experience and then you can ask yourself is there like a situation in my life or someone else's life where this isn't true very likely right Mm -hmm. so giving yourself more proof that this isn't necessarily how it has to be and then starting to say okay like, by this point, after asking all of these questions, it's like, yeah, okay, I can see how this is, like, loosening its grip on me. And then you can think, what do I want instead? What do you What's want to the believe? opposite? Because you can decide that. You can believe anything you want to believe. It's not like, bing, bang, we're done. There's some more ingraining that needs to happen and installing that needs to happen. But you can change a belief, right? And and yes. that's through something called neuroplasticity. Do you know about neuroplasticity?
0: Yes, the I best. do. But for those listening who don't like as well, I'll explain. very yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> So it's like your mind's ability to change and adapt through your life, basically. And I like to compare it to like taking a path through the forest, right? So when you go into a forest and there's a path there, you're obviously going to take it because Mm -hmm. it's going to get you to the other side of the forest way quicker than having to like use a machete and like get spiders in your mouth and bushwhack, (laughs) right? So the path that has always been taken in your mind is the easiest. And your mind works on the principle of least effort, right? It has so much other shit to do in your body that if we're getting to a result, we're going to go the way we've always gone because it doesn't need to put as much effort into thinking about it. And that's why changing is so hard and starting a new habit is so hard because your mind wants to take that same path.
0: Path of least resistance. Exactly.
1: So... If you're like, okay, I'm going to change a habit or change a belief, it's going to feel really hard because it can be compared to saying, okay, I see this path, but I've got my, you know, I've got my machete. I've got my like hiking (laughs) boots on. I've got my like little clippers, right? And you literally have to make a new path. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be harder, right? It's going to be harder, but the more you repeat it, like – The more you cut down the branches on the side, the more space you have, the more you walk that, like the plants are going to get like mashed down onto the ground. So it's easier to navigate your footsteps through the path. And if you stop taking the other path, what does nature do? It grows over. It grows over. So that's not going to be the path anymore. Right? So your mind has the ability to change. It's like working muscles. If you always go to the gym and work the same muscles, those are going to get stronger because your body's like, yeah, this is important. But if it you happens to our
0: bodies, yeah.
1: Exactly. If you give up arm weights and you're like, I'm just going to hike and ride my bike now, your muscles are going to start growing on your legs because that's what's important now, and they're yeah. going to go away on your arms and back. Yeah. So it's, it's the exact same in your mind. The more you do something and the more you practice it and have it show up in your life, the easier it's going to get. Yes. So starting to, like going back to this reprogramming of a belief, what do you want to believe instead? Yeah, that might sound really scary and hard first because it's like blazing that trail of branches and rocks through the forest. But like asking yourself, like, how how can I prove this to myself? What can I do to shift my perception here? Like, how can I show up as the type of person who already believes this?
0: Become becoming. Become I think it. Like the identity piece that we talked about. Exactly. Is the most like, important. If
1: I were to believe this belief, like who would I be? Right? What would Mm -hmm. I expect for myself? Like if we're talking about like referring back to the relationships, right? If you always struggle in relationships, if you want to believe instead like I have amazing and successful relationships, okay, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Like get super clear on the why behind it because you deserve it, because everyone deserves to be in love and enjoy having a relationship. And then what does that look like exactly for you? Mm -hmm. And so when you have that picture, it's exactly like me, like this life. If I pursue this program and become a life coach and practitioner, what does it look like? Create a picture so vivid in your mind that you have no other option because it's now so important to you. And there's many other ways like that is probably the longest and most drawn out way (laughs) because that's the most amazing thing about neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy is it bypasses the critical faculty. So you don't have to like go through that whole process. You can just decide this is what I wanna believe instead. And we can do that through neurolinguistic Straight, programming yeah. techniques. So if you like find, and it, it can be virtual, right? Like I only work virtually. You can find a neurolinguistic programming practitioner or a hypnotherapist if you have this like belief that you're like, okay, this is not working for me. This is not what I want to experience take that and work with someone it's very likely going to be the best money you ever spend in your entire life because of the dramatic impact it has on your life
0: yes absolutely and and for those who like hear hypnotherapy and they're like oh my god i don't want you hypnotize me like it is that's just working directly on your subconscious and like as you say bypassing the critical faculty yeah
1: exactly so like The media has made hypnosis to be this scary, scary thing. But really, like if I were to, Mel, put you into a hypnotic trance and I was like, go rob a bank, you wouldn't do it. You would wake up and be like, are you kidding me? But if you're in a hypnotic trance, obviously we talk beforehand about exactly what you want me to feed your subconscious mind as commands.
0: Because that's Mm -hmm. another
1: thing your subconscious mind loves to receive commands and will work 24-7 to fulfill them. So when you like a give <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So if you give it commands that you care about and you want, you're gonna be like, Yes, 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 give me more. Like I love this. It's gonna feel so good because it, it completely aligns with the result you want. Yes. And it's not this scary thing, like you literally just feel relaxed and you don't have much of a concept of time. Right? You just feel super relaxed, super at ease. It's just a hypnotherapist talking to you. It's super yeah. relaxing. It's super super relaxing.
0: Well, I know there's so much that we could talk about on the subconscious mind, and like I think I and I hope for everyone listening that that was like super beneficial. If you've never listened or learned about the subconscious before, I want you to please go and absorb Kelsey's content because she is so so wise in um, everything that she's learned and everything that she teaches now. Um, For someone, the last question I have for you is like for someone starting out, if they listen to all this and they're trying. And going, okay, I want to work on myself, but that I know from starting that, you know from starting that, that that's very overwhelming to do. Um, And even just what we said at the beginning of understanding and learning and listening to tap into that intuition, even as a starting place, what advice do you have for them if they're trying to work on this stuff, on themselves?
1: I think, like, first of all, if you want something, there's a reason that you want it. Mm -hmm. It's not just made up. There's a reason that you want it. And it directly relates to the person you're like supposed to be, if you will. Right. If you have a desire, look into it. And if things come up, like if blocks come up, if resistance come up, that's just more reason to go for it. So Mm -hmm. first of all, don't shut yourself off from things just because you don't think you can have it. If you want it, investigate that and, and go for that. Right. And also learn like... The internet, my God, like go to my TikTok, just like I I teach so much on there. There's so many other life coaches and NLP practitioners teaching online. You can have so much free knowledge just from social media and YouTube and stuff like that. Like obviously be careful with like your sources and everything, but there's just so much to learn to start to understand how your reality is shaped and, and all of those things that you Like, change is completely within your control. Like, you are in control, no matter how much it does not seem like it sometimes. You are Mm -hmm. completely in control of your results. Completely in control of your results. Because what you're experiencing now is the result of the past, like, five or 10 years of your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, your beliefs, feelings, all of those things. So if that's true, think of, okay, five to 10 years in the future. If you change your thoughts and beliefs and feelings and everything now, it could be completely different. And that can happen way faster. Like for me, it was like over the course of a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So know that it's possible and know that you are in control of that. And there are resources and like, don't be afraid to ask for help. So many people go through this and when it gets hard, and when they don't know where to turn, they stop.
0: Yep. yep. And that
1: sucks. It sucks because you're giving up on that desire or that interest or, you know, that passion.
0: The so thing you're meant to do. You're calling. exactly.
1: Get help with it. Like, don't want to plug myself this whole podcast, but like, <laughs> I can help you. Other yeah. life coaches can help you. Other practitioners can help you. And we want to. That's why we do what we do. Because the more people that get honest with themselves, and follow what they actually want even if you need help yes. the more people will actually show up and start to do what they actually want to do and be The happy. more people
0: awake that are awake exactly. in their purpose and awake. you're gonna inspire
1: other people even if it's really scary you following what you actually want to do if someone sees you do that even just one person they're like oh my gosh so and so actually did that you're gonna inspire people and then you Absolutely. can be a leader. You can tell them what you did. They're going to be like, "What? what's in your water? Yeah. <laughs> right? For So sure, don't be afraid sure. to ask for help. And you don't even have to work with someone for a very long time, but like get a coach. Oh, my gosh. If I had gotten a coach earlier, wow, would I be light years ahead of where I am today?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's never too late to start. And it's exactly. just I think that's literally the motto of it, of like start, start investigating, start learning about yourself, just start. Yeah. Um, so, so, so good. All right. I know that we've been chatting here forever. We will do another episode at some point and talk more into all of this shit. Um, For those who are like, okay, who is this girl? I need to dig into her more or just follow her because you're bomb. Um, Where can everybody find you? So, yeah, I am
1: most active right now on tiktok so you can follow me on tiktok it is at kelsey acres spelt a-c-r-e-s just like the measurement right let's tie a bow on this and and end where we started (laughs) discussing my last name so you can also find me on my website it's kelseyacres.com and that's where i have a page called work with me so you can learn all about my 12-week mindset transformation program. It's called the Mindset Metamorphosis. And I'm so excited to be welcoming new clients into the next round, which is starting on April 13th of this year. But yeah, most active on TikTok. You can come learn lots of stuff. Ask me questions, comment on stuff, and I'll make more videos. And to be honest, I was all about Instagram and it's just kind of starting to give me the ick. So I'm currently contemplating how Instagram is going to be fitting into my life here on out. (laughs) But that being said, I am very active on DMs on Instagram. So if you have anything like that, you can please slide into my DMs. It is at Kelsey Acres. Um, but again making no promises in a lot of content but that is where you can message me and talk to me I would love to talk to you and if Instagram is not your thing I have a form on my website where you can just enter your name and email and ask me a question so you're more than welcome to do that and I also would love to mention along with this learning more I'm hosting a free workshop online that's taking place on Thursday, March 31st at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And it's called Three Things You Weren't Taught About Your Own Mind and Why They Are Imperative to Learn to Take Back Control in Your Life. So if you learned a lot in this podcast, it will be a deeper dive into all of those areas with lots of examples. And if you show up live, I also have a free resource that you will be able to download and it's going to help you, you know, apply all of the lessons in the workshop to your specific life. So it's super catered to you and it's going to help you digest all of that good information. And I don't know what link that's at, but I'm going to send it to Mel so she can put it in the show notes. You'll be able to see it on my TikTok and Instagram. If you go follow me there, but absolutely come join me there. It's totally free. And if you can't make it on the day, the replay is available for you for another 10 days
0: so good okay yeah i will definitely have all of that information for you guys in the show notes it'll already be there so just go find that there um this is free guys and kelsey's so so well versed in this stuff so if you are interested um you love this podcast jump on there um or catch the replay because i am no doubt that you will learn a ton in that masterclass i am so so thankful for you to uh for coming on this podcast i freaking love talking to you today i love too. talking to you always let's do it again let's do it again um and this was my
1: first I, podcast ever hey woo, snaps with Kelsey. that's for me you made it through it was very fun thank you so much for having me very enjoyable. thank you
0: it was amazing we'll definitely do it again thank you all so much for tuning in this week i hope that it was helpful for you that you learned a ton and we will see you guys in next week's episode bye. talk to you later bye All right.